Welcome to the Cars and Caffeine Podcast. I'm Ken. I'm Brandon. And this is episode number 17. 17. And we have a special, very special very guest special. today. Yes. Um, the editor of Smoking Tire, the one and only Matt Farah. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, Good, man? Good, man. Thanks for oh, calling doing, in. Doing well. First off, I just want to thank you um, for taking time out of your day to spend a little bit with us and hang out and talk with us. Oh, I assure you, it is not a problem. Appreciate thank, that. Thank, yeah, we definitely do. Um, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? Just drinking some coffee and talking about cars. <laughs> Actually, drinking water. Yeah, water right now. Oh, Usually, we, gotta, we, we do. get you on the Beeline Coffee Train. This is where I plug my coffee sponsor. Oh, you know, yeah, plug away. Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, I, I'm a, like a huge coffee nerd, so I went out and got myself. I, you know, as a token millennial, it's important to follow your passions and then have them paid for by other people, and then. <laughs> you know work at them so much you almost don't even like them anymore (laughs) so uh yeah so now i I work with this company beeline coffee and they're a bunch of coffee nerds and uh so it started with them just sending me coffee to taste and i would give them notes and whatever and and then it evolved into now i have uh, my own my actual own roast with them which is that's cool um can i drop f-bombs on this show yes absolutely (laughs) all right yeah so sometimes you'll get annoyed but um you're good um so, uh, yeah, we have uh, Beeline Coffee. It's, it's delightful. It's my own coffee. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Do they have that over in New York State at all? I've never seen it. I'm not sure. You don't. You can't really get it in like retail. You, oh, you okay. get it off their website, oh, which right. is BeelineCoffee.com. It's okay. like there's like four people in the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I'm always up for trying new coffee. Yeah, we usually record early Sunday morning, so we do usually have coffees with us. Yes, then, usually. <laughs> tonight we're uh, 6 p.m. our time. We're steering clear of the coffee for right now. <laughs> well, I'm you know I'm telling you this this uh, this stuff is like it's single origin stuff. It's really really good. Well, I'll definitely, definitely have to try it out. out. Yeah. yeah. I know we have this coffee over here called Death Wish Coffee. That I don't know if you ever heard it's of it. It's a local Say company. Death Wish. Yeah. yeah, it's that strong. They call it Death Wish. I guess it got a Super Bowl commercial in the last Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. They're out of Albany, New York, as far as I know. Yeah, it's a local company. Pretty popular locally. <laughs> I've like never back, tried it. Back in the day, they used to have those Black Death cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds tremendous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, that sounds like yeah I I you know, have a heart attack from the Death Wish coffee sure yeah yeah I've, I've never tried it but from what I've heard it's pretty pretty strong <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so I guess we'll just get right into it um we'll start right at the beginning like where did you uh, with the slow talk huh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> we can slow talk more if you want oh okay, I'm good what do y'all want to know um where did you get your start in cars like um at what age did you realize how much you really loved cars where did it all begin for you uh i mean i was just always obsessed with cars just all my whole entire life always i have like every issue of like car and driver going back to like 1986 wow um you know and uh and it, it went from but you know i didn't i didn't i don't i didn't like wrenching really i liked driving them and i like learning about them but i didn't i didn't like wrenching and so it was like Originally, I, I wanted to design cars, mm-hmm. like draw them, yeah. you know, and uh, I got some really bad advice. Some people told me I need, if you want to design cars, you need to be a mechanical engineer, hmm. which is fucking horseshit. <laughs> um, mechanical engineers design parts, not cars. Yeah. And uh, they should have sent me to like Art Center, you know, in Pasadena. Uh, uh, and that's where you go to learn how to like design, design the, you know, the exterior and the interior of the car, not the. Uh, you know, the camshaft. Right. And, uh, yeah. 
So anyway, I, I started down an engineering path. It didn't last very long. I switched to an art path, and I, I was a photographer. I love photography, so hmm. that that helps. That comes into play later. <laughs> um, but I couldn't really um, pay the bills as a 22-year-old college graduate photographer, so I took a graphic design job at this branding company, and I learned how you like name companies and how you come up with like logos and overall brand aesthetics and stuff like that and that was super boring and i was still just in, you know into cars right uh, yeah. and so i i mean the branding thing it's it's interesting to look back on as a skill but day to day it was i was making food labels on fucking adobe illustrator and it sucked mm -hmm. so um you know it was like all right maybe cars and so i went to work at a couple dealerships and then i ended up going to work at this place gotham dream cars it was exotic car uh rentals and Stayed there for quite a while, learned a lot about cars, uh, exotic cars and, you know, why and how they break and how they get fixed and how they drive and, you know, what sucks about them and what's great about them and the resale and, you know, all this interesting stuff. And um, and then I went to open a, a car wash with my friend Larry Casilla, who's now like one of the best detailers in the world. Yeah. And uh, he has a car, a car care company called Ammo. And uh, we opened a car wash together, and uh, you know he was sort of the head of detailing, and I was sort of in charge of marketing and doing events and stuff like that. And I would wash cars too. And that part sucked. <laughs> and, uh, right. And so uh, you know it, uh, it. And then in two, that was like two thousand five, six. And then in two thousand six, you know YouTube launched, and so as soon as YouTube launched. We sort of had this driving club thing going at, out of the car wash called it. We called it the New York Motor Club, and it was, you know, in hindsight, it was shockingly juvenile. But <laughs> considering it was like, you know, run by like twenty-five-year-olds and like there's like adults, it basically was like a, it was like a, you know, a, a, a gang yeah. for like forty-year-olds. Yeah. Now, it were you the typical car gang? Did you have the windshield banner across your wiper blades or anything like no, that? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't like that. These guys all drove Ferraris and Porsche. Oh, oh. high-end um, gang. Opposite yeah, of what no, I'm imagining. They, uh, <laughs> we created like a board of directors, and they were really snobby about it. Hmm. If your car wasn't like nice enough, like you couldn't be in the club. Like it was really, it, it was really, it was really funny how. And when I say juvenile, I mean like it was juvenile in how legit. It was for a bullshit thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was taken. Yeah. It was it was taken like very seriously yeah. by like guys who were successful enough in their careers to buy Lamborghinis. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. Yeah. not not necessarily like top captains of industry, but like you know guys who owned a, a construction company with like a hundred employees. Right. You know, and here I am like twenty five, like running the show. It was very silly. And so anyway, we were. We were, but it was also fun, you know. We we when when YouTube launched, it was like, oh shit, we can uh, make these videos and like share them with people on YouTube, like that's cool. And so I hired a cameraman, and we made these like, they were basically like skate videos, like the cameraman like <laughs> a skate video background. Yeah. And so like the videos were basically skate videos, but with cars. Um, you know, it was like a hundred. We're talking two thousand six, so like. You know, now to be like, yeah, they were like techno -y music videos with cars. Right. Like, obviously, that's what every shit car video is. But like, <laughs> I, I don't want to say we were the first people to make techno car music videos, but like, we were definitely in the first, like, 
wave of like a hundred people to make techno shitty carbon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you were was, making it before it was early. cool. It's not even before it was cool. Like, in fact, yes, it was so far before it was cool that even now, like fucking twelve years later, those videos have like eight hundred views. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like that, that's how far before cool it was. It was so cool, so far before cool that. It never even became cool. <laughs> even though it was like, if you go watch it now and you go, holy shit, look at the date this was put out. You know, it looks like stuff that was being made several years later. Um, That's great. So what? And so that, what... And that was me and that was me and Tom Morningstar doing that. And then so you know one day, but I wasn't like the host. I was like running the thing, and it was just these videos of us driving around and back then dumb, you know, and so. <laughs> Um, then one day he literally came home with like a microphone and was like, here, you are the host. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I guess I'm the host now. And yeah. so, um, so, you know, I, I hosted like two videos, you know, and it was, it was like a news anchory microphone. I hosted a couple <laughs> videos and this guy saw one. He was like a tangential friend of a guy in the car club friend of a guy who ran the exotic car rental company and he just happened to be uh in charge of a company that was dumping like millions of dollars into youtube videos and producing youtube it was one of the very first if not possibly the very first multi-channel network which now is like a virtual thing um you know the the you don't have to be anywhere near where the office is of the multi-channel network if you're part of one um, which I'm not anymore, but, um, you know, then the multi-channel network was like a little mini TV station where you'd actually go into the office and like make the show there, you know, yeah. in the studio. And so, uh, me, my show, which was called garage 419 and then fast lane daily was there. I remember you and then them. there was a, yeah, the fast lane, remember fast lane daily. Yeah. I remember seeing it before I've seen uh, videos of it with the guy talking, like talking about different, kind of like a news like a news yeah, like a five minute daily newscast yeah. about car news. Yep. Fastlane Daily was the longest continually running series on YouTube, I think still possibly ever. That's crazy. Wow. That is... Do you remember what your first video was? What kind of car you were in? So my first videos like for back in the day with the driving club and shit, like yeah. I was in my own cars. Oh, okay. I wasn't I wasn't doing car reviews at the time. I was like leading these packs of wild Lamborghini owners at like 150 miles an hour on the freeway at like 5 a.m. on a Sunday. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, it was, they were like gumball videos, but like, this was like, you know, 06. It was like before gumball mm-hmm. and not before gumball, but it was like, there were like, there was gumball basically. That was like, that was the thing that was like the crazy, crazy rally. And, but there were not, you know, now there's like a lot of these like local day runs and, cherry runs and stuff like that like there really weren't like those before like those didn't really happen that much before the internet made it like so possible to do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. there's rallies all the time now you see them all over the place now you know back then there weren't these like single day there was for like vintage shit only there wasn't like modern day kind of car clubs that would go on these drives like this like so we were sort of we didn't invent the concept by any means, but like we were just sort of on the on the forefront of the um, you know make every Sunday kind of a cannonball day. Um, Makes it fun though. Yeah, you know it's funny. Yeah. S- sorry to interrupt you, but it's funny you say that because we actually have. I don't know if you ever heard of the Great Race. 
at all? I have heard of the Great Race. It's actually yes. coming into our town Sunday, June 24th for a local oh, okay. car show. These guys, they do a local car show called Cars and Caffeine. It's actually where we got the name for the podcast. Um, we're there all the time. We do photography there. We both actually do photography too. Um, and the Great Race is coming into town because of these guys. They've kind of helped get it there. And it's going to be coming right into Troy, New York. Um, I think it's staying overnight here, right? And it's a bunch of old vintage cars. Yeah. Yep. Convertibles like goggles and shit like that. Well, there's a there's a local shop, uh, 1945 Speed and Custom, that, that kind of is helping promote that race and got them to come here. And uh, they're a big part of the, what is it, Race of Gentlemen, right? Down in... Race yeah, of Gentlemen yeah, down yeah. in Wildwood. Yeah, so... Uh, Cape May or whatever it is. Yeah, Wild, that, is it Wildwood or Cape May? Yeah, it's right on the beach it's, in Wildwood. It's on Wildwood, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they're, you know, they love all that old stuff. But yeah. it's pretty cool to see that race is coming to our town because we don't ever have anything like that show up in no. upstate New York. Hey, you got Watkins Glen, though. How far are you from the Glen? I think two and a half, a three hours. hours. Yeah, it's not terribly far away, but well, look, it's not right next I door I've been on a fucking track day on Friday that's two and a half hours from my house, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're actually thinking about going on a track day at the New York State, what is it, New York State International Track or something like that, that one in July 1st? What? Uh, what is what track? Nah, I don't even New know. New York State something, I forget. I, the event's on Facebook. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's New York State Safety Track or something like that, maybe it's uh, called. I really don't oh, know. Oh, wait. Someone told me about this track. What? It, wait, I'm, um, I'm Googling it up. Safety Track. Yeah, New York State Safety Track. It's like an hour and a half from us. And yeah, the guy, this is like some weird track that like nobody's ever fucking heard of. Notice oh. New York State Track. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, in Delo... In, Jefferson, New York. Yep, that's it. Yep, that's Jefferson. The one. Where is Jefferson, New York? I don't know, but I know it's like an hour and a half from us because I looked it up. Because the dude that <laughs> I'm friends with on Facebook and stuff like that, I've talked to through the car scene. He's um, going to be there for a track day, and he asked me if I wanted to come do pictures and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, we might bro, show up. Bro, this is actually very affordable. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Their season passes, and a lifetime membership for 25k is pretty legit too. That's I mean, not bad. 25, 25K is not terrible. nothing. No. But we're talking about a lifetime right. racetrack membership. Yeah. I will say that uh, for cars, it looks a little narrow. Yeah. Like, for a track day, it's legit. But, like, you, I don't know if you can race. Can you race wheel-to-wheel at this place? That I'm not sure about. I don't know too much about it. I just know he asked me to come, but I'm not sure what you can do there. Uh, so 2.14 miles in length, 40 feet wide. 450 feet of elevation change, hmm. upstate New York. You can fly in in your helicopter. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. It's wow. uh, it's kind of just south of Cooperstown, like a like an uh, hour and a half east, or uh, I'm sorry, west of Albany, if you know that area at all. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all right, all right. All yeah, right, we're like 15 minutes from Albany. Definitely worth looking into. Yeah, trying well, to see where it is relative to my home track in New York. What's your oh, home track? wow. So it's far. Okay, my home track in New York is Monticello oh, Motor Club. I know where that is because I used to live oh. down near, down past Kingston. Monticello was maybe like 45 minutes to an hour from my dad's house where I grew up. Yeah. Monticello Motor Club is absolutely a, a spectacular circuit. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a private track, which is boss. Um, and I'm just, I was around doing this that the driving club thing that i was doing mm-hmm. it was it was really weird i happened to that driving club thing being sort of a community organizer in that specific because that's where i grew up when i was doing the driving club that was in new york yep that was about an hour from monticello motor club 
So, like, Monticello was, like, they were clearing it with fucking excavators, like, when I was doing this club. Yeah, they've done a lot of work to it since then. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. Now it's done, and it's amazing, you know, but it's, and if it was done a while ago, but it, um, just the guys who run it really knew about us and the driving club because they were trying to get members to sign up. And here I was, this 25-year-old kid with the Rolodex of, like, 300 (laughs) rich car enthusiasts. There you go. So, of course, they were, like, eyeing me to be, like, yo, bring your members up. Like, we'll give you track day. We'll set up a lunch. We'll do all this shit. And so when they were really hucking for – for, to get members going on this thing, you know, uh, me and Larry were like major, major points of contact in the in the in the area for car enthusiasts at the time. So consequently, you know, uh, it, fucking, it was on the house for me, you know, and yeah. and now it's very convenient because I know the people who run it; they're so sweet, you know, and it's 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 like an exclusive country club, like a golf club, but you know, once or twice a year, I'll call them up, say, "Hey guys, gonna be in town." You know, got the new McLaren. You know, can I can I pop in for like an hour or so? And they and they let me show up and run a few laps and uh, and have lunch and make a video and say that's hi awesome. to my old friends. And that's very nice of them. Oh, so yeah, that's shout awesome. out to Monticello. Um, guy that we did a photo shoot on last year. He has a '95 Porsche 993 911 air cooled. Um, I think it was the last of the air cooled, right? It was a 38. Well, the 993 that. is. It had a oh, it had a punched up motor as well. Yeah, I, I remember he had the 3.8. At least it had the big wing on it. Yeah, the RS wing. After the fact. I don't think that was original, though. Okay. Mm, well, unless it was a Euro-spec Carrera RS, it is not. Right. Although it could, I mean, it could be an original part. <laughs> but if it was a 95 Carrera, um, it would have come with a 3.4, I believe. Well, what I can do uh, is after the podcast, I'll email you some pictures of it that we did a photo shoot, and you can check it out. Um, he's an engineer, actually, a local um, place, and he built a bunch of stuff for it. He tracks it. He, yeah, he tracks funny. it he's at Monticello. A, that's why I brought it up. He's got a hitch with a trailer oh. for his extra wheels, and he tows cool. it everywhere. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I yeah, I had a couple friends who do the little mini mini wheel trailer. In fact, my friend, my my good friend Larry Casilla, who I started that that uh, that thing with the, the shop, um, he lives. He still lives in that area, and he's got a fucking bad ass um, nine six four. Um, that's a Carrera four. So it's an all wheel drive track car with a big three, eight motor and a cage. And oh, it's, man. I mean, it's really, really done up, but it's all wheel drive so he can drive it all winter. Um, and he has a, uh, he's got one of those little trailers and he trailers his, his slicks up to the track day with him. Were you, I've, I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts. Were you, were you talking about this with, um, I think it's Rod, Rob Emery. The Porsche Rod brother? Emery, yeah, Rod Emery, yeah. All right, possibly. so that, I think I heard you Rod talking about the guy that he's driving a year round, and I was like, "What? That's crazy yeah. driving that nine six four all year." <laughs> yeah, you know, I I gotta give Larry credit. He he commits to a vehicle, and then he uses the fuck out of it. I think, I think that he got a little tired of that car. I think he went a little too far into race car. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think he took the heat out of it. It's got no air conditioning. I also think it has no heat. Yeah. Which, what's the point of having an all-wheel drive car that you can use through the winter if you don't have fucking heat? I mean, really. <laughs> True. So, that's the greatest idea. Uh, but <laughs> it's, you know, to me, that's kind of a no-brainer. So I, he just, I I think, uh, a couple months ago went out and got an R8. So that's 
Those are those are Pretty spectacular decent. buys on yeah. the used market right now. I actually work next door to an Audi dealership. They had a couple of R8s in there. I think they have the V10 in there the other day mm-hmm. in the showroom. Yep. Beautiful. Well, the the new one is spectacular. Um, I've I've driven the new one a bunch. I drove it all over um, England for a. Uh, uh, you still there? Yep. Yeah. Still there. Oh, sorry. For some reason, I my screen flickered. Oh. <laughs> um, I drove it all over England for a, a show I did on NBC Sports called Drive, and it was real glorious. And they just came out with the rear rear wheel drive one, which should be really nice too. That was on YouTube, um, right? Drive. Drive. So it's it's. <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna kill somebody Uh-oh. whoever came up with the naming scheme because it's every time I have to explain this, it's just it makes no sense. <laughs> but um, so there's a there was a YouTube channel. There still is a YouTube channel called Drive. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, and and I started. I I was on that channel as a as a hired host. Mm-hmm. Then it became uh, a television show on NBC Sports, uh, okay. also called Drive. Uh, but it was technically it's called Drive on NBC Sports is the full name of the okay. show, right? Yeah, that's original content and that's like a little higher production value and we go international and all that kind of stuff, right? So the YouTube channel Drive was sold to Time Inc. and then it was then just sold again and I can't remember who it was just sold to, but either way, I got nothing to do with it anymore. And then the television show continued, called Drive on NBC Sports, but completely unrelated anymore to the YouTube show or <laughs> to the website that's also that's called The Drive. Wow! Jesus. <laughs> so it's like it's 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 a naming you know. Yeah. Go back to that branding company. I know I spent two years naming shit. This is a naming disaster. Yeah, yeah definitely. Fortunately. <laughs> To anyone who has to explain it but um nevertheless um yeah the r8 was great and you pick up like an, a 2009 or a 2010 mm-hmm. um uh, or 11 you know an earlier of the v10s or, or even one of the v8s honestly um i'd rather have the 10 than the 8 uh obviously more power but yeah. um that that timing chain thing on the v8 like the maintenance on the v8 is an it can be a bit of a nightmare yeah so but they're they're great buys used we have a uh, – I work in a collision center up here, and we do expel the paint film protection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a gentleman come in, and he had us wrap the nose of his car. He tracks his – it's a V10 R8. And uh-huh. uh, he came back a few weeks back, and he was like, hey, I need to do a double layer. We're like, why? Nobody's ever done two layers of expel. He's like, ah, I'm trying to hit 200 on the track this year. <laughs> He's what, concerned. miles an hour? Yeah. I don't know if that's a possibility. Two hundred miles an hour. I I don't think there's a road course in America that a normal R8 can go two hundred miles. What? Where? What? Yeah. (laughs) So he's a little older and might be a little senile, but he wanted a double layer film because he wanted to try to hit two (laughs) hundred. He shouldn't be driving two hundred miles. I should have asked some more questions, but I I didn't even bother because I thought it was pretty ridiculous. It seemed a bit much. (laughs) You know. Me being, uh, not that I'm somebody special, but just based on the job I have, you a lot of people have some try and like, brag, and sometimes they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's, yeah. that's and, the feeling we got, but he also wanted to pay us a bunch of money to wrap his car so a second time. Oh, no. Yeah, no, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm the guy that they're coming to, I am, I'm blowing smoke so far up that guy's ass I can taste his credit card. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help with the aerodynamics, you know? sir. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. I'm just asking him to put the, to put that kind of request in writing. 
So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so when someone's like, what did you do to this guy's car? You can fucking frame that letter. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's just some random old man. But we do, I mean, we just had a uh, a brand new ZL1 dropped off the the that's, cars. That someone had crashed? No, no. He, they, <laughs> um, a lot of people actually upstate here have it just delivered right to us first before they even get their hands on it so we can wrap the whole car, the nose of it at least. We had a uh, Dodge Demon. We had a Demon in uh, last week. We had a 911 Turbo S today. Uh, $200,000 sticker on the window still. <laughs> it's like it's actually, it's actually fairly low for a Turbo S. There's not many options. Yeah, it, it was, was two, like 40, 250. Really? That's where you start getting with the weird options. It was 200 and like 200,700 or something. It was just over 200,000. Yeah, that's like a, that should be like. We'll have a couple options on it. The base I had a I had a base Turbo S press car that was 195. Wow! So you pretty much you add like power seats and you're at 200. The one dude we did a photo shoot on last year, um, in Saratoga, he's got a 2016 911 GT3 RS. The orange, lava orange, lava Lava orange. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's like 216 grand or something like that. Sounds about right. So I gotta ask. They they drive pretty good. I gotta ask because I've I've been watching a lot. I've always watched a lot of your videos, honestly, but uh, you did a couple of Celicas, and you did one Celica that had a Lexus V8 swapped into it. Yeah, it, it was like a like from I don't know, it was like a '75 maybe, set late '70s. Or I'm sorry, it was that was a Corolla, wasn't it? I'm I'm mixing up my stories. Uh oh, that was a Corolla. Yeah, that's correct. I'm sorry, that was Mark with the weird goatee with like the Scott <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and he had the yeah, yeah, and I also I drove his other car too. He had a Camaro Z28 that I did too. Yeah, it was a, that was a neat car. Yeah. Now I have a ST185 Alltrack in, in 1990, and I know you did uh-huh. an ST205. Have yeah. you ever driven the older flip-up headlight version? I ha- I have not. Okay. No, well, you're no not missing out on much uh, to be honest. But it's I just was wondering the differences because we don't have those in the country even really so st205 is something i would love to drive one day uh i was i you know i've driven so many cars and i only had 15 minutes with this thing it's not like i had a week with it so there's only so much i can tell you um i thought it it was it seemed to be built well and the engine was fun It, it had made good power it handled well it rode nice um it it felt like a rally car um I remember the guy said the biggest, the most annoying thing about it was that it was very hard to get parts. Um, <laughs> very true, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, but uh, but I thought it was very fun to drive. I mean, I think I think the guy paid seven thousand dollars or something. He paid nothing for it. Yeah, it's super um, cheap. But, you know, so it depends. Uh, is it a great car? It seems like a really nice car. I mean, if you know, if you're looking for that that WRX. Evo alternative, you Something know, you want to unique. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I think over time, like pretty much like all homologation race cars are will be worth something, you know, over time. And if you have like a nice, you know, clean, mostly stock, you know, or or very tastefully modified by the right people, you know, uh, any of those homologation rally cars, whether it, not necessarily Evos and STIs, although they those both happen to have Helicon, right? Those both happen to have excellent resale value on their own, but mm-hmm. um, you know the really the 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 late '80s '90s um, homologation cars are are they'll be worth something. Yeah, they're nice to drive too. Most of them. I have there's it's rare I drive one of those 
kinds of cars that's like terrible. Most usually they're pretty good. Like I drove a Delta Integrale that was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it had kind of a funky seating position. Um, you know, like typical Italian, you know, they, they stop when it looks good. They don't give a fuck about <laughs> how comfortable it is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, you know, though that I didn't get, I haven't driven an R5 turbo. I haven't driven one with the motor in the back yet. Um, but yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of those, uh, those rally type cars, they, they have good suspension travel and ride quality. Um, so they're good on, you know, in the cities and stuff where we live now, the, all our fucking infrastructure and our roads is such shit that, you know, yeah. driving around in New York or LA or Boston or Philly or DC, it's like, it's like off-roading. It's pretty you know? bad. New York is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm building an off-road, my perfect 911 for, for daily, you know, for daily driving in, in LA is a 1989 Carrera that's got a lift kit on it. So, <laughs> I'm 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 building a safari car that's crazy. For, a daily, for a daily driver because that's what that's what LA demands. Now you also ride around a scooter too. Do you still have that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Now my scooter is <laughs> is by far the most, you know, satisfying um vehicle I've ever owned. It is the <laughs> the absolute dead to nuts reliable, most functional, easiest least headache least money you know <laughs> it makes my life so much easier that yeah thing. i mean well the cool thing you guys in california can lane split that doesn't happen well here. that's that's the thing yeah. if you can't lane split there's almost no point in being on a motorcycle in the city yeah, yeah. uh well parking i guess but yeah. you know in la with lane splitting and with where you know free motorcycle parking um i can get anywhere i need to go in the city in a very reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. and I can park right the fuck up front when I get there. That's awesome. So that, Makes it that easy. to me, it's like, cause I, I don't know if you guys have been to LA ever, but you know, just getting around in LA is a complete disaster. Not since I was like a little kid. My brother actually lives out there. He went out there for uh, colleges at the university of Southern California, I believe. Nice. Cool. Well, there's, look, there's a lot of great things about LA. Sunshine's free. Weed's legal. You know, uh, <laughs> yes. I live on, I live at the beach and that's awesome. You know, and being at the beach is, is dope. It feels like I, I'm kind of on vacation when I come home. So yeah. it's nice, but, um, you know, get it, you know, you can have a day where you have to run three errands and it can be 10 or 12 miles total of driving, maybe 15 miles total of driving. And that's all day. That's crazy. So bad. Yeah. There's so, no way I'd be able to do that. I, I just, well, you find a way, you know, yeah. mo- you know, you find a way, but like, and most people, you know, go to one office and then go home. They don't, they don't work all over the place like I do. But yeah. either way, the point is, uh, the predictability of this, I can get to my doctor in Beverly Hills in 20 minutes. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. doesn't matter what time my appointment is. It's 20 minutes. So you get a scooter. I mean? That's nice. That's the point. Get yeah, a scooter. <laughs> It's nice. It's like the drive times in a, on a scooter are the same as like driving in a car at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially nowadays, the scooters they have are not slow little like mopeds. They're, you know, they go 60, 70 miles an hour. They're pretty good. Uh, Yeah. My, mine's that's, not a super fast that's a, that's one. That's a fast scooter. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've ridden. I rode the uh, Vespa makes something called the GTS 300. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I rode one of those, and it's it's physically a bigger frame, bigger body and frame than most Vespas. Right. Uh, but that one will go 100 miles an hour. Wow. And I rode something called a BMW 650. Uh, there's a letter there, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's 650 something or other. And that was like a real fast BMW scooter with a fucking honk motor. In it. A 650. That's crazy. A scooter. A BMW scooter. It's like that was a quick. And then I rode this thing called a Piaggio MP3. I've heard of Piaggio. I've yeah. heard of them. Yeah. They have the two wheels in the front. Okay. And okay. One yep. wheel in the back. Yep. But there's the skinny little wheels, and it still leans. Okay. It's not like the Can Am, which yeah. is like a snowmobile with wheels right. in the front. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I always yeah. said. They look just like snowmobiles. Those Can Am spiders. Yeah, and they ride like snowmobiles as well. Yeah. Piaggio is much it's, more narrow. Yeah, and you can get mad lean on it. Like dude, that's like one of those things. It's like it's really fun, and it's actually like pretty fucking fast. But like, you never want your friends to see you riding. It. <laughs> You're so nerdy. Um, it, it does like look nerdy. <laughs> I'm looking at so a picture nerdy. of one now. Yeah, it's really really nerdy. But it's I, I'm telling you, like it's actually like it's mega fun to drive. I can um, imagine. So. Um, yeah, scooters. Scooters are what's up for LA. I, I'm all, and I, I had a regular motorcycle. I had an SV650 Suzuki uh, when I first moved out here. Those are nice and, bikes. Yeah, great bike, great bike. But honestly, in the city, the scooter's better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I had a um, Kawasaki Vulcan 900 a little while uh-huh. back, and I sold it. A um, similar bike, right? Yeah, they are definitely similar. I think the SV650 is more of a sport kind of in between a sport and a cruiser the vulcan 900 is more of a cruiser pretty sure oh yeah i'm looking at a picture now it's definitely yeah. more of a cruiser, sorry. um and i ended up i had it for about five years i just got bored of it because i had nobody to ride with anymore i sold it i bought an 87 irox z28 realized yeah i realized you had no one to drive your irox with <laughs> <laughs> i realized how much those tpi engines just suck I mean, they, I always yeah. wanted one because i loved them as a kid but then i grow up and i drive it and i'm just like damn they really are not that great no, you, I mean, no, but I mean, an LS swap into the, one of those is just, right. it, it's just mandatory, right? Yeah, I didn't do it. I ended up, I ended up, oh, sorry, <laughs> I ended up selling it and buying a camera so I can do more photography. Photography game, strong. Eventually I'll one. buy another car, but I just, I just said, you know what? Screw it. I don't feel like putting any more money into it. I'm just going to get rid of it and I'll buy something else eventually and then do it. I understand. Right. Stuff that's going to happen with me very soon. <laughs> so I know I know you've had several cars. I'm sure probably hundreds, but I know you got the no, Fox body like right now. Fifteen or sixteen, maybe. That's all you've owned. I'm shocked. I, I would assume much more. I would have had more if I didn't live in Los Angeles. Los Angeles to me, uh, living you know, if I lived in the suburbs like where I grew up, I'd mm-hmm. probably have a lot more space. Right. Uh, L.A. It's been uh, it's been limiting. I'm actually you know I'm building a massive collector car storage yeah. facility for the community that. yeah but that's basically you know that exists to solve a need that i have for myself and you've been doing that for a while right it's taken a lot of time to get even to where you are now with that right yeah it's been a nightmare <laughs> you just just broke ground recently uh yeah a week ago last monday that's good that's good how, how yeah. long obviously it's just probably gonna be a while but how long till they they project it to be ready to go 12 to 15 months that's not that bad it's not bad at all, considering it, if everything goes no, well. No, yeah. no. The uh, the uh, the building part is 
in theory, the smoothest part. Right. We'll see. It's getting all we the permits and all the stuff that has to be right and all that crap. And paperwork. All, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, sorry. What were you asking about my cars I've owned? Sorry. I was I was getting sorry. to the... Uh, no, no, you're good. I was getting to the Mustang. Oh, yes. I love okay. that car. I, I'm, you're sure. probably sick of talking about it, but break it down for no, anyone no. that might not have awesome. known what you have did here. Uh, so, you know, in high school, me and my friend Larry... Um, same Larry that I've been talking about. You guys are tight. Uh, and, uh, other, huh? So you guys are tight. <laughs> yeah, we've been friends since middle school. That's awesome. Wow, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And so um, me and him and then, like, our three other friends, like, all had Mustangs. Um, and he, you know, they, they all had Fox bodies, but my I wanted a Fox body. And this was in 97, uh, when we had our got our licenses in high school, yep. and so um, you know, Fox bodies were the last generation. They weren't like old, old, you know. They but they they were like four to, you know, four to fifteen years old. Yep. Um, and so Larry got one, and you know, my other friends got them, and you know, I had other cars. Like I, I had a, my dad sold me his like old Lexus for like real cheap. Uh, that was my first car. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I got just got back from like a bachelor party in Miami. My voice sounds like horseshit. You're good. It's fine. No good. No <laughs> and, worries. Uh, so I had other cars, and then it, and they all got Mustangs, and I was like, I wanted a Mustang because I had a car, I had a Subaru at the time that there were like no parts for in the in the pre-turbo era. There were no parts for Subarus. It wasn't until the WRX came to America mm-hmm. that you could make a Subaru go fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. At least unless unless you spoke Japanese <laughs> and you could do something like that. <laughs> so uh, I got a, my mom needed me to get airbags. She made me get dual airbags, and so everyone else had a Fox body, and I had a '94, um, which had the dual airbags, but underneath was a Fox body. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I uh, but I always wanted a notchback, always, and so. I don't know when I finally like got a little bit successful and got some money in like 2014. I was like, you know, I think we should do a, I should do a build and a notch back. And so I just, I built a Canyon car. I paid other people to do a build a Canyon car. <laughs> I, I was the creative director. Um, I'm the same and, way. Like I've worked on cars before, but I'm not really good at it. I'm not one of these guys that can build a car from the bottom up and do all that stuff and I really wouldn't want to if I had the money I'd pay somebody to build it too. I I have a I have I've had two really bad back injuries. I can't lay under a car mm-hmm. for 6 hours. If I on the occasions I've done work on my car like I'm not a complete moron. <laughs> I can follow directions and unbolt things and take off the broken part and rebolt them in the order that you know what I mean? Like right, I yeah. can do basic stuff. I've done you know, I can change a tire, I can do brake pads, I can do oil changes and filter changes. Yeah. I've installed a radio. Like, I can do some basic shit. Yeah. And, but I, I had a Raptor and I put, um, me and my friend Tim were like, we're going to install these Baja bumpers ourselves. <laughs> no problem. You know, and it took me like 14 hours to put two bumpers on my fucking truck. And I was like, this is the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> and so I just decided that. If I worked a little harder at the thing that I do well, I could pay someone right. to do the thing that they do well. Exactly. There you go. And I'm the same way. Um, I can do basic stuff, but 
Right. Just so anyway, not... the, the, the... So, so back Sorry. to the Mustang. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, the Mustang, it's, um, I got lucky with the car. Uh, I was looking for notchbacks for three or four months and this car was like in the middle of a restoration hmm. and the guy needed out of it and it had a, it had a crate, a brand new crate engine in it, a uh, 350 horsepower crate engine. Not bad. And nice. that, that was great. So I got, and it was brand new. I mean, it was right at, from Ford, which is awesome. And um, so I got the car and basically underneath it's, it's maximum motorsports did the, so uh, with a Fox body, 79 to 04, it's all the same. Everything fits. So underneath the body, 88 notchback body is a 2004 Cobra chassis. Oh, nice. Um, so it's independent rear suspension, but it's a fully built independent rear suspension with a Torsen diff and Delrin bushings and everything, everything. Crazy all fucking, touched. All the brakes are from the 2004 Cobra. The steering geometry is from the 2004 Cobra. Um, it has custom valve shocks and like, you know, it's got a crazy chassis setup. It's been widened um, like six inches. Uh, runs 295s at all four corners. So Some it's, it's just so sticky. It looks um, so mean too, to be honest with you. It's, it's a beautiful with the big flares and the wide wheels. It looks so good. Yeah, it it came out right. Um, it's uh, and it and it's it is very fun to drive. I I do feel like I'm in high school a little bit. Um, <laughs> although I think um, I'm I may end up actually like raffling it off or something Ooh, soon. Really, really, I might have to get yeah, in on that raffle. I think I think that you know, if I'm honest about the kind, it's it's such a specialized vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um. And the truth is, I don't have a ton of room in my life right now for such a specialized vehicle. Fair enough. And um, like I said, space in Los Angeles is at a premium, and I won't have a parking garage for another 15 months. But but either way, it's the building of it and the sorting of it and the, the driving it so far has been very fun. Um, and it, it's, it's, a neat, it's a neat little thing. Yeah, it lo- it looks like it's a blast. I've seen, like I said, plenty of your videos, but it it looks like a really fun ride. It is. It's got it's got the right you know the right power, right power, the right weight, the right balance. It it rides very very well. Um. So, do you have another build on, in mind, or is this something? Well, I'm doing just... this safari build, which is not cheap. Very true. The Safari 911 build, and that and that's designed to be a, a daily driven car, yeah. Um, which the Mustang uh, certainly is not. The Mustang, I, I mean, just by nature of being a cammed out 302, you know, with 373 gears and fucking 295 tires, mm-hmm. um, just just on that alone, um, and no climate control of any kind, no radio of any kind. Um, it's a shitty car to drive to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Makes <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> at, at 10 miles an hour, that car, it looks cool, but it really sucks yeah. at low speed. You need, that car is like a, a nice drive up PCH, you know, through the canyons, whatever. It's lovely. It's really, really lovely. Um, but it just doesn't get much use because typically if I'm going to the canyons, it's to drive something specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm actually part think- of the I'm actually thinking about getting a notchback as my next car, possibly, if I can find one in good shape for a decent price. 
That's tough. Yeah, now. I mean, look, the good people are like, oh my god, they're getting so expensive. It's like, yeah, they've gone from like four to eight. You know, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like not huge. They've gone from four to forty. You yeah. know, you, right. you know, twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars will still get you the nicest one on earth. You <laughs> yeah. know, and and if you're willing to spend eight to ten grand to, to twelve, you know, you're gonna get something that's gonna be most of the way to what you're looking for. All right, it's the same thing with the third-gen Camaros. They're in the same price range. If you want to spend that kind of money, you'll get a decent Camaro. All right, so um question I have is I was wondering, when you do your videos, when you te- when you drive the car on the video, like how much time do you take getting used to the car so you know how it drives and everything before you actually press play or press record and actually play the video and start doing the video? Usually zero. Really? Just jump right into I it? I mean, yeah, usually. Uh, I mean, if it's if it like in the past, you know, if it's like uh, a fan car or something, mm-hmm. you know, like the when when fans are with me, if it's been like you know a one take sort of thing, yeah, right. then yeah, zero zero time whatsoever. I do it cold. That's cool. Hence, um, hence one take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's sort of the thing, right? It's it, it is. It's not just that it's done in one take. It's you. You actually get the first take. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if you actually like, drove it to get to how it feels and how it's supposed to drive, or if you just said, "Fuck it, let's video it and go." No, I mean honestly, you know, it was uh, it was always about doing it the first time and doing it cold and and getting those those immediate sort of reactions. Um, I think it's now, honestly better. It, that yeah, way. that that makes it more honest review, and you're just like, oh wow, this does this, I'm, yeah. and it shows how excited yeah. you are about this, or how you're like, eh, this isn't that great. That is true. I will say that it's that's not necessarily my ideal. No. Um, you know, I, I you know I don't know if you how closely you guys follow along, but I'm not actually taking submitted cars anymore. Okay. Uh, I I actually retired from that. I got burnt out on just doing volume. Um, and it's, believe it or not, you know, yeah, it's real, it's fun to go try these cars for 15 minutes at a time. Um, just like it's fun to, you know, be at a cocktail party and have appetizers passed around for two hours. Uh, but sooner or later you, you, you want a meal. Um, and so I just started to feel like, and it's not even necessarily about what I want. It's about. I started to feel like I was like repeating myself a mm-hmm. little bit and Makes started sense. to feel like, Oh, I just have this bullet point list of like, you know, power, brake, suspension, steering, that the tire, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And like, ah, just, you get bored of doing that shit. And so I find that it's not that I need to like make my videos techno music and production again, but I find that, um, I have a lot more to say if I get to spend some real time with the car. Right. Um, and so I passed, um, I just got a text message that, did you hear that? Yeah, ding? that's fine. I'm you not did? worried about it. I, I heard a vibrate, a little vibrate. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I passed the, um, submitted videos along to Zach Clapman, who's mm-hmm. my podcast co-host and producer. And he's actually, he's taken submissions now and he's recorded a bunch and he's having a real good time doing it. Um, he's like me before I got jaded. And, uh, and, it's like a new, you know, new kid with a toy or a kid with a new yeah, toy. Totally. And, and I'm, I'm taking a little different step. I'm only doing videos of cars where either, uh, you know, is a brand new press car and I have it for like a week, you know, so I can actually 
drive it, spend time with it, use it, and develop something to say that goes beyond just the bullet point lists. Right. Uh, yeah. I can put it in a little better context, uh, maybe even think of a metaphor or two. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, either I do that or if if I am only going to – if I'm going to be driving a privately owned car or something that I can't take home, um, I at least – at the very least want to have the experience with that car that – uh, uh, befits that car, right? Meaning, like, if it's a race car, I want a racetrack. Makes you sense. You know what I mean? I don't want to drive some mm-hmm. guys like Formula Drift press prepped thing on the street. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's a rally car, I want a rally stage. Mm-hmm. So that 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 kind of thing. Um, and that honestly, people are like, you know, fuck not people. Fuck a few em. people. A few people have whined. <laughs> Some people, most people say nothing and watch or don't right. watch. You can't satisfy everybody. No, but I can satisfy me. Exactly, and that's what matters. it's about. That's what it's been about <laughs> from the beginning, I imagine, for yourself. It's all been for what you want to do, right, and share with people. Well, that's the. I mean, that's the point. Right. That's the entire point. The, the, the point is that I'm going to have this adventure. These people can come along. They can jump off board at any time. Exactly. You know, I, I, don't, I don't charge money. <laughs> you know, yeah. I yep. don't. You know, I, I give it away for free, and for the last four years, I've I've given away as much of it as I could possibly make for free. So, you know, now I'd like to have some experiences that are more rewarding. And you know what? Like, just in selfishly, I've been able to find other ways to make it up. You know, I either – I got a writing job at Road and & Track, and so now I can I, – I, I get, A, a sweet fucking Road & Track business card that I've always wanted my whole life. That's awesome. Very efficient. And, and I get some money. You know, I can yeah, go make. A, I can go do a one take, and you know, I get the press car. I do the one take, and I write the article. And if I take the photographs, I get. I get. You get paid for that too. And I happen to be a photography major. Yay! There you go. <laughs> so I can. Do, I do my own photography. You know, and yep. so I do. I can do because I can do. I shoot myself. You know, right. One takes. I didn't have a camera, man. That's just me. So. I can shoot, edit, upload myself. I can do the photographs. I can write. So I'm like a little one-stop shop there. But by doing all that, I effectively, you know, triple dip on the car. You know, because I get paid for what three different people would be getting paid for normally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've built it up to where you can do what you want, and that's what you're doing now, you know? Well, and more importantly, it's – I have – I have skills that matter to the job. Right. You know, people are always like, Matt, how do I get your job? But then I tell them and they're like fucking dejected because what they really were asking was, how do I get press cars? That's really what they were asking. Yeah. And because they're like, when they say, how do I get your job? The first thing I say is learn Adobe Premiere Pro. (laughs) (laughs) What? What What do you mean? (laughs) Video editing system. Yeah. It's video. Yeah. Like that is the most important thing by far. You know, that and like number two, learn how to shoot video. Learn how to record audio that doesn't sound like garbage. You know, like, develop those skills. Like, because, like, the driving and talking part, like, that's, like, not the job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's that, like, the that's super, the <laughs> you know, I'm not anything special. But, like, if I have a talent at all, it's, like, I can drive at 80% and have a totally calm conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people can do that. No, I and I was actually going to ask you, have, how when you first started, like when you were driving and talking, did you f- always feel comfortable doing it, or was it like, yeah, kind of sketchy at yeah. first? 
No, the camera it it. it um, in the beginning, we were using like really big cameras, and it would block a lot of the fucking window, and it, <laughs> and it also like would get really close to my face and yeah. be on a really wide angle lens. And so, because we're in this like you know you're in like a Lotus or something with like a giant video camera, <laughs> so I was very self conscious about it. But like, I I. I used to be really insecure when I was like younger, mm-hmm. but like once I got found a way to get over the insecurity in general, I never, a camera never saying action. Like it never, that never bothered me. Right. But what still does trip me up is having to do takes like on public sidewalks where like a crowd gathers and just stares uh, at you. Yeah. yeah. Like that trips me up really bad still. And like, one of the things that's like great about filming cars most of the time is you're either like in the car talking to a camera by yourself mm-hmm. or if you're doing outside the car, typically you're like somewhere where no one's around. Right, like up in the canyons like, and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in the middle of nowhere. Like I saw I don't know, like the only thing that trips me up about the job is like doing bits like in front of people on the street. Yeah, it's gotta I be just, weird to have people like around and just staring at you and stuff. Yeah, because they're like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, <laughs> why are there cameras with him? <laughs> is it ever weird, huh? like people that recognize you at car shows or whatever, and sometimes they come up to you and just want a selfie, like out of nowhere, if you're talking to somebody? Does that happen a lot? Oh no, I mean, yes, it does. I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I'm a, a really good level of famous mm-hmm. for me right now. Where like, if I go to a car show, you know, I'm mega famous right. at a car show. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, definitely. But if I am not at a car show. Uh, I'm nobody, and that's really nice. Kind that's, of perfect, uh, yeah. That's, you know, and uh, I would say in you know day to day life, it's like one or two fans will say hi or want a picture or something, and that's fine. But they typically don't like stalk me or anything. So it's like not that level. That's nice. That's good. You don't get any rude people like <laughs> yeah. when you're up there talking to somebody. Now people just come up and be like, "Hey, can I grab a selfie out of nowhere?" Nah, I don't think that's rude. I think that some people like sometimes like you know a little line will form or something. Right. And, and you know you want uh, i have an insecurity where i don't want to like just offer someone a picture because i don't want them to be like Ew, no what yeah. do you mean i don't want to offer someone <laughs> so like i don't just like offer like you have to ask right if you ask i will always say yes that's cool very nice yeah. yeah like people who someone who sees me like should definitely ask because i'll say yes but like i'm not just going to offer out of nowhere because i'm afraid of that guy being like the fuck are you i don't want you <laughs> So that's yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So I mean, to you, obviously, to you and people you know, you're just another guy. It's like yeah, I'm to to everybody. I'm just another guy. In fact, I think that's my appeal to a lot of people is they see me as this dude. I'm kind of like this dude from their neighborhood. They right. know a guy who's kind of like me. I'm just like his buddy. You yeah. know. Yeah, you're definitely very but, personable, easy to talk to. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it becomes tough when a lot of people, you know, if you work in an office or whatever, or go to school, whatever it is that you do, if you love cars, you might not really be surrounded by anybody who likes cars. Funny thing is, know? I work in a dealership, and most yeah. people there don't like cars. I find yeah. it so amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they could be selling fucking roof shingles; it wouldn't matter to them, you know. <laughs> but um, but uh, so for a lot of those people, I think they find me like relatable. And so what ends up happening is, you know, they'll they'll like write me an email and because I'm nice, I'll respond and answer their question or whatever. And, you know, they'll they'll write a follow up and I'll respond to their follow up. Well, now they think we're like best friends. (laughs) So now like I'm now I become the guy that that 
this person goes to to talk about cars because he genuinely doesn't have anybody yeah, right. in his circle. And so, you know, I want to be nice, but, you know, I get added to these guys like, they have me to their, their oh, my kids graduated college. <laughs> Bro, like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? It'd be great then, if you stop by. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm, of course, I'm happy to give anyone car advice. Like, right. I love being, you know, I'm not, I don't like to say the word expert. I don't like to use that word. I'm a student of cars. And You're very knowledgeable, I'm, though. I'm, an, I'm an educator. I'm knowledgeable. I'm not an expert. I'm a student. I'm always trying to learn. Right. But I, I suppose I have a reasonable enough bank of knowledge that people are always asking me, you know, should I buy this or this? And, like, mm-hmm. I'm happy to help with that. I really am. But, right. like, a lot of times the questions just have no basis in reality. Or not no basis in reality, but no basis in, like, rational analysis. You know, it's like, should I buy a C7 Corvette, uh, a Boxster Spider, or a 1939 Ford Flathead? And then then I go, well, one of these is like a daily driver, one is a summer only, and one is like a fucking never. I I would totally daily the 39, and I'm like, if you are the kind of person willing to daily a 39 Flathead, Fuck that. What are you emailing me for? Yeah. Just to try. You're asking a total stranger to tell you that that's a good idea? He sent you the the fuck, marry, kill list, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But I get, you know, it's a fine line because I don't want to, like, I don't want to crush some fan's dream. You know what I mean? And and I I don't want to, like, I'm not, I'm genuinely not trying to be a dick to anybody, but people ask me questions that make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and so, and you want to, like, be nice and helpful but it's like bro you ain't asking me a question that's got a rational answer <laughs> you know like let's do an analysis do you like doors <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you need a roof you know yeah. it's like yeah people are definitely so, weird sometimes that's for sure and yeah, no doubt about yeah, that yeah i mean you want to ask me you know i don't know if i should get a mustang or a camaro i'd go okay well the Camaro's faster, but the Mustang has a, a rev rev happier engine, and is probably a bit nicer place to be. And I can give I'll give you a comparison between two reasonable yeah. things, but it's like right. I get asked questions that just have no basis in, you know. Pe- a lot of people want um, verification, not not actual. They don't actually care what I think. They just want me to. They want me to verify that whatever it is that they're about to do is a good idea. <laughs> right. So, Sometimes it's not. <laughs> you're you're their like good angel on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. Yeah. Well, I don't want also. I don't want someone to, you know, God forbid, this person that does has a bad experience, and they go, you know, I get another one that's like just complete income, you know, totally incomplete information. C six. I, I don't know why I keep mentioning Corvettes. It's just being my go to right These now. Cool C6, cars. C six Corvette for twenty k. Good deal? Question mark. It's like what? <laughs> I don't. What is a Hurricane Katrina car? I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> yeah. what not? You know what I mean? Like what? what you know yeah, that so, seems cheap for a C6. Yeah. Ah, you get a C it's for not, twenty. That's at the low a, end of C6. I was gonna say yeah. it's not a Z06. That's for sure. No, not as no. And I and and it, and again, the numbers are made up for the story. But right, it's that obviously. kind of a yeah. You know that that level of so. My advice to anyone listening is, if you want to ask someone that you look up to about real car advice and you really mean it um try really try and give this them as much information as you can i mean it's a pretty reasonable request i think but i you know a lot of these people i don't know if they have real intentions or if they're just looking to you know reach out and make a connection you know there's people that'll tell you to go fuck yourself 
only only to find out when you tell them to go fuck themselves back. Well, I didn't think you'd respond. It's like, Whoa. What? You sent some message to go fuck themselves? Yeah, I think people do that. You think they'll ignore it? Like, what is wrong with you? I think people do that, like, on Instagram to famous people and stuff like that. They'll say stupid shit just to get them to respond. Yeah, I'm like, oh, dude, bro, I'm a huge fan, and then I block you. Yeah, that's yeah it's it. like, and then it's, over. it's like, so ridiculous. Respect. If you actually like them or you um, admire them, why would you say stupid shit to them like that? Well, like, especially because if you even made an attempt to contact me and open with something nice, right? I mean, and honestly, it could be a criticism. You could disagree with my opinion on a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could disagree with anything but if you're like not a shitbag about it like i'll engage with you i'm not that cool or that busy i'll I'll engage with you you know what i mean but if you open with fuck you (laughs) and you expect to be able to somehow spin that back to a positive right before i hit the block button good luck it's a rough start people are stupid (laughs) good luck so speaking of Corvettes, I know you uh, test drove the 2019 ZR1 vet recently, right? Yeah, yeah, I had to go in the ZR1. How was that experience? Oh, it's real crazy. I mean, you can – it's extraordinary, you know, that it's just it's just money. You know what I mean? It's like it's not even that much money. I mean, you know, 125 grand and – Yeah, for what you're you getting. Car that is – Right. I mean, again, 125 grand is not nothing. No, but, but – Comparable to other cars, like in its class, bro. Back in, I I say it a lot. And back in the day, it, it it's it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. We're talking about the year ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand and one. Uh, you know, fifth eighteen years ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen to twenty years ago. Um, you know, my friend, one of my my Fox Body crew guys, Jimmy Defonce. Uh, he was like the mechanic of the group, right? He worked on all of our cars. None of us knew how to work on our cars except Jimmy. And Jimmy's <laughs> dad was a mechanic. And Jimmy's dad had a, a drag car, a proper drag car that was like a, a Pontiac GTO that ran like a 9.6, you wow. know, quarter mile. That's a quick GTO. Straight, you know, yeah, trans brake, you know, slicks, the whole the whole to do. And it was a big, and it was an NA motor. It was a big V8. It was like a, you know, 600 cubic inch fucking whatever Jeez. crazy motor. You know, and so, and it made 740 horsepower. And here we are 20 years later, and the, the Corvette ZR1 makes 755 horsepower. Um, and it's, and it, you could, you could drive it every day, and it's as normal as anything else. It's ridiculous. You know, it's amazing. It is really, it's, I mean, because. It, the speed is is extraordinary and is is from a is vicious from a, a G forces, you know, perspective between the acceleration and the braking forces. Right. Uh, um, you know, it's 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 truly extraordinary. Um, but it's really when you then drive it off the track, and you just go to the store and it's, you know, it's got cooled seats, you know, it's got the good stereo. It's got the, the, the trunk is the same. It's, you know, uh, you can take the roof off and it's a convertible. You put, or it's a, you know, it's a Targa roof. Targa, yeah. you take the roof off, you throw it in the trunk on a nice day. Um, you know, and apparently, you know, if you stay out of it, you can, you can get high 20s on the highway in a ZR1. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. You know, 
That is it's extraordinary. Yeah. For a 750 horsepower car to get 20 miles a gallon. It's just so crazy. Yeah, for a car that runs a low 10 second quarter mile out of the box and, and will do 190 in the fucking ha- and the standing mile. Um, and, you know, Randy Popes ran like a 26 in it around Road Atlanta. You know, that's that's pretty insane. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And there's not a lot of compromise. I mean, there's, you know, aside from the, um, you know, the price tag, um, in daily driving use, there is absolutely zero difference between a regular C7 and a ZR1. None. Hmm. Um, in fact, the development team was very proud of the fact that they drove them all winter on snow tires. Really? And not a single person had to be rescued. Wow. Wow. Uh, so It's not what I would have guessed. <laughs> no. That's crazy. I bet you it's nice on snow tires. I I, I think cars that, um, you know, sports cars that have good dynamics, good front rear balance, good response, um, you know, ground clearance is, is could be an issue. But um, you know, cars that typically have very good on road dynamics um, should have excellent dynamics in in loose surface. I, I learned that with the um, the 911 uh, that I drove before I decided to do my own safari build. I was absolutely um, shocked with how um, uh, responsive and easy um, a 911 was to drive at a, at a pretty quick clip on, on dirt. Yeah. It was amazing, and, and snow as well. And so a, a good sports car that, that works well on pavement should translate well to, to dirt. I mean, those, you know, they've got those, um, those BRZs that make great little rally cars. Yeah. yeah, we have. I know somebody who has a BRZ, a friend of ours. Yeah, they one. do the opposite. They slam them low and yeah. stance boy them, but they make <laughs> yeah, them look but nice. No, you can do a rally set. A Dirtfish Rally School in Seattle has a BRZ um, school. Oh yeah, that's cool. You can go to school and learn how to drive a rally. That'd be fun. Yeah, I did have. Uh, I got one more question for you before we kind of get you out of here. Um, Whatever, man. On all so, these test drives and one takes and all your. Exclusive uh, higher end cars you get to test drive. What's the closest you've come to crashing one of these things? Well, I've had actual crashes. Oh, oh! <laughs> I, <laughs> the closest I've come would be the wall. Uh, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got so close, I came in contact to the wow. wall. What, what were you driving? Uh, I have had. Let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had two um, incidents. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow, both of which were on camera and where it stayed in the video. Oh, oh really? I have to check those. Yeah, yeah. I missed these ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, not one takes. One was an episode I did for um when I was doing the drive show on um the U- the drive YouTube show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was um uh, a comparison between two Subaru RSTIs. Uh, okay. Are you familiar with the RSTI? I'm not. Brandon might be. Like, yeah. You know what the G- a GC8 Subaru is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a the two door 2.5 RS hatch. The yeah the older Impreza like rally little coupe right. basically. Yeah, the two door one. Yeah. Right. And, and oh, okay, uh, I just looked up a picture of it. Okay, I have seen them before. Yep. Uh yeah, and um so those you know people would take the we only got the the RS. Um, here in America, mm-hmm. and uh, so in other countries they got you know the faster ones, and so I just sent you the link to that video on Skype. People, oh, okay. um, 
Okay. You know, do the drivetrain swaps. So anyway, um, the one you see on the image there, the blue one, has a very low carbon fiber splitter, and there was a rock in the road, and I, I cracked his splitter, mm. and I, I bought that guy a splitter. Um, uh, yeah, it's okay. That was not a big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and then, <clears throat> oh man, excuse me. Wow, I'm sorry. I sound so terrible. Miami is really it's fine. So We're not worried about it. Yeah. And um, the other one, I was in New Zealand, and um, I had we had rented a racetrack. Um, in New Zealand, this kind of small racetrack, probably sort of like um, that New York safety track, safety track. maybe mm-hmm. a little a little smaller, actually, I think. Anyway, it was pissing rain, <laughs> and I drove a hill climb prepped uh, Honda Civic that was on slicks, uh, and it was very fast. It was like, you know, 2,000 pounds and 300 horsepower N.A., you know, on slicks, got it with a cage, but it was, I mean, it was, you, if you go later, you watch the video, the title is, uh, because in the, I crash it in the beginning of the video and then go to test another car afterwards. <laughs> so it's called a Mitsubishi Evo coupe and a Honda mishap. And the other car I drive is actually like it says, they took an Evo and a Mirage, uh, and they, took the center passenger cell section of a Mirage and then an Evo front and rear clip and an Evo powertrain, and they built an Evo coupe because such a thing does not exist. And it looks remarkably cohesive, and it was very fast. Um, So what was fucked up was, you know, after I, I crashed this fucking Honda, I immediately had to get out of it and make a video with this Evo in the same conditions, same track, because like they had brought these cars out all the way from who knows where, and they'd rented the track, and we were all there, and like it was basically hinging on like me, you know, trying driving the car. Did and, he get a little? Uh, did he get a little second thought about that, or did he just go? He for was it very him? nervous. Yeah. <laughs> to his credit, he let me go. To my credit. I did it. Yeah, right. And nothing happened. It was fine. I mean, we made a video and it was a great video, but but nothing uh, bad happened. Good. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, and I and I and I paid the guy for the car I crashed. That's good. Uh, right right there and then. I wrote him a check. Man. I was telling Brandon about the Lamborghini video with the uh guy dragging the tree. The log? Yeah, the, the log. log. <laughs> and say, who does so, that? Yeah. I don't know, an asshole. The uh <laughs> the problem you know, with doing my job and driving private cars, um, is that you have to be ready to write a check. Yeah. Most people do not have the funds or the stones for that kind of commitment. No, you know, definitely not. Um, every time I get into someone's car, you know, if they have comprehensive coverage and they allow me to drive the car, I'm driving it under permissive use. Right. Um, and and I I know I know. You know, every crash I've had, you know, I bought, all right, I hit, I hit a rock and got the guy, bought the kid a little carbon splitter, but that was just a rock in the road. Every crash I've had has been on a racetrack. I've had two other minor crashes in my life on both on racetracks and, um, never had a crash on the street, not quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I know I'm not going to have a crash. It's not going to be me, but you can't predict everything. Right. And so, um, I, 
it's I have to be ready to 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 potentially, you know, buy a totaled vehicle from somebody. And that's like, unfortunately, kind of just like what it takes to do the job. Sucks. Good story (laughs) for the the guy. The upside is it's a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. Good story for the person who owns the car. Hey, Matt Fair, wreck my car. (laughs) Yeah, probably better story for the ones that you don't. The other thing is you don't. You know, you don't ever want to have someone say, "Matt Fair fucked my car up," and then stiffed me on the bill. Oh no, of course not. Yeah, you know, I don't. There are people who have no shame and no problem with something like that, but I am not one of them. Yeah, I think those videos would have stopped a long time ago. Well, it makes you look like a terrible person, and especially being in the public eye, it's not good at all. Yeah. No, if I if I had a habit of uh, look, I, I'm open about the cars I've broken. If I got was in the habit of breaking cars, I I wouldn't have a job. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. They just they if you if you have a habit of breaking cars, like they just stop calling you back. Definitely. They don't ever. They're not ever like you get out of here. They just, like, <laughs> they just mysteriously, you know, yeah. quietly vanish and yeah. stop calling you back. Makes sense. Um, before we wrap it up, I got one more question. Oh, Do you go. have a five, like say five cars you could own any of them in, that you would put in your garage that you would own yourself? Uh, we, uh, budget is out the window here. Yeah. Budget is out the window. Uh, McLaren F1, uh, coding Sega Guerra RS. Oof. Yeah. That's it for the hyper cars. Uh, all right. have a, a, a a Ferrari F40. I like the F40s. Yeah, who doesn't? Right? <laughs> uh, I would have a Countach. Those are cool, too. I saw that yeah. video of you driving the Countach and then the uh, newer Lamborghini, too. That was a good yeah, idea. Yeah, absolutely delightful. And then uh, for the everyday, you know, the Range Rover uh, autobiography with the 29-speaker Meridian stereo. 29 speakers. That's crazy. 29 speakers. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. So that's there's my there's my fiber. How's the million mile Lexus not make the cut? <laughs> Fucking car. <laughs> well, does nothing does nothing but cost me money. Of course. How close to it is to a million miles? What's that? It's at like nine seventy five right now. Getting there. Yeah, in the la- and in the last like, I don't know, six weeks I've had to spend a thousand dollars on it. Jeez. Now that's and, a, the insu- and the insurance for that car because it's not a commercial policy because other people drive it. Right. The insurance for that car every year costs fifty percent more than all five of my other cars combined. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So crazy. That's the Lexus with the V8 in it, right? Or no? Yeah, it's a one. It's a one UZ. Okay. That's and to thought. be fair, the the engine itself is tough as nails. Those the problems that that car has. Uh, I have nothing to do with the engine. It has uh, it has a bad habit. The all the power steering pumps all leak, mm-hmm. and they leak right onto the alternator. Ooh. So mm-hmm. if they leak and they fuck up, they take the alternator out with them. Right, uh, which is a disaster. Good. Yeah, and then it's just you know it's, it's very expensive. Um, some of the some of the parts are just insanely expensive, but yeah. it's uh, but you know I'm committed. It's gonna we're gonna we're gonna get there. It's not and, that far anymore. Um, no, you're almost I, there. I can't, I can't wait to regret every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's going. Oh. All right, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. It's getting a little late here. I gotta cool, go. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you. And Absolutely. um, I'll give you a link this. to the video or um, tell you when it's up. You can share it with your followers if you want, and no we'll worries. put it up in a couple days. Please give your Sounds shout-outs. Good. Yes. 
Um, uh, yeah, you can listen to me on the Smoke Entire podcast is every Tuesday and Thursday on uh, iTunes or Google Play Music, wherever you get podcasts. It's also on my YouTube channel. Um, there's new car review videos from myself and Zach. So, all right, Monday, Wednesday, car review videos. Tuesday, Thursday, podcast videos and podcasts at the Smoking Tire. Every, it's every every social network and YouTube and everything slash the Smoking Tire. And then you also have a watch podcast too, right? Yes, I do. As if I didn't crank out enough fucking content. I have another podcast <laughs> about watches called Watch and Listen, which you can get anywhere you get podcasts or at youtube.com slash watch and listen podcast i do it with um a watchmaker named cameron weiss he's a fucking genius and uh it's a great fun uh education into the world of watches awesome yeah i really appreciate it i just want yeah. to say thanks again for calling in and of uh, course. it was thank great great episode maybe one day we can do it again for sure all right thank you man appreciate it thank you all right so that was matt so that was matt fair the one and only um, smoking tire man himself so that was a pretty good podcast. Oh, there goes Skype. There goes Skype. <laughs> um, and that was three this weekend. Yeah, we hammered a few out, yeah. man. We did Corrupt Mustang yesterday, and we did the guy from uh, Loose Dante. of Auto. Dante. Dante's episode of Loose of Auto. We're going to put that out next week. Um, this week we're going to do Corrupt Mustang and Matt Ferrer's um, episode. Um, and as always, you can find us at Cars and Caffeine Podcast on Instagram. My Instagram, my personal one, at Streamline underscore Photography. Brandon. Mine's at B Potsy. And uh, don't forget, we got Cars and Caffeine coming up yes. this Sunday. Yes. Downtown Troy. Uh, everyone, come out. 8 a.m. to noon. Don't be there early. You're not allowed in early. No. But stay. Yes. Four hours. Till noon. Then get off the streets. Forever. You rascals. Till the next one. Is that what they say? Maybe. I know some people get upset, but fuck them. About the people that live there? Yeah. <laughs> You have plenty of time to know that it's going on. Yeah. They shouldn't be upset. They got cool cars to look at for a couple right. hours. Just hang out. Look out your that? window. Look at the yeah. cool cars. But uh, I believe Jake is, is going to join us next week after yeah. the Cars and Caffeine. Yeah, Jake's we'll bringing to the, Jake. the Dotto, the Dotson 510's finally coming out. So he's going to come over and join us in studio. Yes. We haven't had a lot in studio. so No, nice unfortunately our studio is kind of a... Um, a what basement. Would you call it? It's a ba- well, what that. would you call it? It's a basement. <laughs> that, it's a basement, plus it's <laughs> not home. like a big upscale studio. Eventually, yeah. maybe we can have something like that, and we can have better guests in studio instead of just Skype. But It'd be cool. But till then. Till then, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, right? Yeah, we're out. <laughs> See you.